Money Sense is brought to you by the Ellenbecker Investment Group, three-time recipient of the Better Business Bureau's Torch Award for Business Ethics and Integrity. The Ellenbecker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com. Listen to Money Sun Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at noon. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker, the founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. And we're located in Pewaukee, just east of Highway 164 and Capitol Drive. We're in that great, big, beautiful town bank building. We're also in the village of Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank building, which is directly across from Winkies. We also are really happy, especially at this time of the year, that we can service our clients in Bonita Springs, Florida. If you'd like to put a voice with a face, you can go to ellenbecker.com for more details. I have a really fun um, guest today, particularly uh, because I'm also going to be speaking at a symposium that they're having. So I wanted to have the opportunity to talk about it on the air for anyone who might be interested. And don't forget that uh, you can always go to ellenbecker.com and this this Money Sense show will be taped. And so if you have someone that you would like to share our information with, you can just go to moneysense.com, scroll down to radio shows, go on Money Sense, and there will be. So I want to welcome you, Cheryl McMurray, to my radio show. How are you today? I am wonderful. Excited to be a part of this show today. Um, I love listening to your radio broadcast and some of the amazing guests that you have on and the great conversations that you have. So I'm excited to be a part of this today. Thank you for having me. Well, you know, you're doing this symposium on a financial symposium on April 26th, and you call it Overcoming Challenges for Thriving Diverse businesses. How how and why are you doing this? And I know we're just sort of at the end of that pandemic that we had, and so many people became disenchanted with what they were doing, and it gave them an opportunity to revisit what they really want to be doing. And so when I looked at this, and I got very excited about it, was because I remember when I started my business, and I kind of did it um, I, I dreamt of it and I wanted to do it, but I didn't really have all my ducks in a row because I didn't even know what they were. <laughs> and I still remember some of the crazy things that surprised me because I was in a big corporation that had everything out laid for me. And when I got there, I remember it was like, where's Sam, the mailman? <laughs> <laughs> Because I didn't have a postage meter. I didn't have any clue how to do any of that. And so when I looked at this, it just made me smile because it reminded me of when I had such passion and I wanted to start my own business, but I had to just really go through, you know, starting very small. And then all of a sudden I had an accountant and then I needed a larger firm and I needed a tax accountant and all the different things that grew with me. And so this was very exciting. So I'm curious your perspective on why you started this. Yes. Well, Karen, I, I could totally, uh, <laughs> totally remember the days of getting started and, you know, uh, just 
oh my gosh, what do we do? I'm like in business now, what does that mean? You know, and what are all of the things that's needed? And I have had the, you know, the pleasure of being able to, you know, be in corporate America for a number of years and then kind of switch over to the nonprofit sector. And I remember the days before the housing market crashed. That was another period in time where there was a big boom of people going into business. And I actually founded my business in 2004 because so many people that I knew were in business, but they had no idea how to manage their finances, you know, and you've got the mom and pop shop business owners that you, the one of the most common things you would hear is them saying, I don't find make enough money to pay myself. And I'm thinking, how do you, <laughs> you know, like you're in business, but you're working hard seven days a week. Oftentimes you're the first one there, the last one to leave. And you don't know if you can even pay yourself. How is this possible? You know, and um, so just seeing this niche market of people that just needed someone to partner with them, come alongside them and just guide them, help them kind of hold their hand from this financial perspective and being an accountant. I said, this is, this is a group of people I can serve. And then switching off into the nonprofit sector and also seeing that, of course, a lot of the resources that come in are based on, you know, free will donations from individuals and, you know, organizations. And so oftentimes they had limited resources as well. And oftentimes felt like they couldn't afford the person with the financial expertise. And so that became my motivation to really get out and serve that market of individuals. And now time passes, we've survived a housing market crash and then COVID hits, you know, and what was really disheartening was how challenging it was for so many individuals, small business owners, especially to be able to get aid and support during a crisis. And one of the biggest reasons was because they just didn't have their financial matters in order. And while people were playing the Oreo cookie game and all of these fun things locked in, in, in the house, I was working sunup <laughs> to sundown, trying to help people get resources to keep their businesses afloat and to get their financial matters in order. And it really was the drive for me to do everything possible once we've come out on the other side of that pandemic to really train and to provide resources, trusted resources, because what I discovered was oftentimes people, there's been so much information. We're in the information age. You can find almost anything on YouTube, but it isn't always credible. And so people are looking for trusted, credible resources that they can tap into. And so I know a few people, you know, just a few people that have expertise in different areas that I may not have that expertise. And I felt like if we could all come together, I could bring some of my professional friends together and we are there all in one space that they can tap into whatever those resources are to really strengthen the financial viability of their organization or to take it where it is from where it is today to the next level 
let's do something to move the needle to really help those small businesses thrive. Small businesses are the backbone of the economy of America. And if they're not thriving, we're in trouble. So it's kind of my, my part of being a solution to a problem. Yeah. That is so wonderful. And I know when I sit down with my clients and if I talk to them about a budget, they like their eyes like, oh no, I I do not want a budget. But it's like I've, a curse word yes, here. I know, people, you know? I, I've turned it around and I've said to them, let's look at your cash flow. It's amazing how people understand. And don't are intimidated by cash flow because the statistic is, and I it might even be different now, 50% of all businesses that start fail within the first year. Yeah. And it's usually it's usually cash flow. And so what you're doing, and they can't pay themselves and then they can't pay vendors. So you're really helping people to um sort through all that so that they don't have to worry about being one of those statistics. And I remember, I don't know if you, if you did this, but I thought then there was a statistic that said 50% of all those companies fail within the next three years and 50% of those fail in five years. And if you can last five years, you're pretty, and you know, now we're, we're starting our 28th, 27th year. And I can remember thinking, oh my gosh, we passed those hurdles. We passed right. those hurdles. <laughs> Because when we invest for people and we'll say, you know, small companies, we really have to talk to our clients about the risk associated with a small company. But every large company once was a small company. Exactly. Exactly. And I think they just, and, and we can't leave out the statistic that oftentimes people who have, you know, multi-million, billion dollar businesses have filed bankruptcy at least one time. You know, and so even some of those individuals didn't get it right, you know, and so if there's some spaces, some choices that you've made, some resources you didn't tap into, some things you just didn't know, you know, just because it may not have worked this time doesn't mean it can't work at all. It's a matter sometimes of just regrouping, having that passion still to do what it is that you really enjoy do, doing or continuing to find a way to get that product on the market that you're really good at creating, but now doing a little bit more due diligence research and tapping into those necessary resources to really support that vision that dream, that passion, that gift that you have. Um, and so that's really, really a critical piece of it, you know, to getting, doing your due diligence, counting up the cost, you know, and really learning those things that you, you don't know about. And so creating that space for people to get that information um, is really, really important because sometimes people don't even know where to begin you know? Well, I know that I've talked to so many business owners and many startups. And one of the things that they feel is I really, I, 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 I can't afford to have an accountant. I, you know, I can do it myself. And 
it's almost like they can't afford not to have somebody to be helping them because when many people start out with business, they've got this great idea. They're, uh, you know, think out of the box. They're dreamers. They've got an idea that they want to start. That doesn't necessarily mean you're a good business person or that you've got the experience or the background yet. Right. To to be able to do it. And you wear so many hats that things get away from you very quickly. But if you've got one or two key people that can keep you focused and can see things through a different eye. And I often say it's when you start in the beginning, you got to know it's like going to the mall for the first time. And it's the little arrow says you are here right. and you know where you want to go. And you want to take the fastest route of getting there rather than having to detour constantly and go backwards. And I think that having, I know, having good, solid two or three people that your attorney, your accountant, your advisors that can that can really help you and guide you to get there the quickest and the most successful way. Yeah, I always say, you know, to to that point that you made that you really can't afford not to because the cost of penalties and errors and mistakes are always greater than, than the investment that you're making into paying those resources up front, you know, and one of the challenges I think that sometimes small business owners have versus nonprofit leaders and, and larger corporations is just that, that accountability partner, accountability um, source. You know, as a small business owner, it's, it's you. You know, of course, they're your compliance agencies that you really are accountable to, the IRS, the state, you know, but some people, you know, they take their chances with some of those and just feel like, hey, if it's not an immediate right now problem, I'll be okay. And it really is, I think, being committed to yourself above anything that you're taking this risk, you're taking this step, this leap of faith to get out here and to, to be on in business and out on your own. And I think you owe it to yourself more than anybody else to give yourself the best, to give yourself and, and to pour in the best you have for your own success and longevity and really making the investment and getting those, those quality resources in place only produces the best results for you. And you're worth it as the business owner. And sometimes just getting that mindset that, hey, this is not just an investment in a business. This is an investment into me. And I have to think well of myself enough to make the investment into me and the business that I've started to give myself the very best, getting that accountant, getting that lawyer, getting an HR person once you start hiring people to ensure that you're compliant and you're doing things as well as you can. Yeah, that is such a great advice. And I think that so many people in the very beginning, they try to do it themselves and you do burn out. I mean, you can't keep working at that pace. And when you have people that you can rely on and count on, whether it's you start to put together a group of people or a board and people will go, oh, but I'm never that far. But it's 
you are that far. The minute you decide to start a business, you are that far. My guest today is Cheryl McMurty, and we are talking about a financial symposium that they're going to be hosting. She's hosting at the Hilton Garden Inn Northwest Conference Center. It's going to be from 8.30 to 3.30 on April 26th, and it's overcoming challenges for thriving, diverse businesses. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, let's look at some of the different things that we're going to be looking at during that day. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker. I'm the founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. My guest today is Cheryl McMurdy, and she is going to um, be hosting a financial symposium on April 26th of 2023. So it's right around the corner, and it's overcoming challenges for thriving, diverse businesses. Cheryl, can you talk about some of the topics and you've already kind of skirted over many of them that you see as you're helping individual businesses navigate through this growing a business, starting a business, nurturing a business, and then growing that business and thriving that business. What are some of the important, I guess I would even say if you could cover them in terms of hurdles that people go through and, 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 you know, it's, it's, I always think that when I talk to a client, if I open a door, a Pandora's box, <laughs> I don't want to do that unless I have a solution. And that's what you've been talking about, because what the one thing we don't want to do is add wor- more worry to someone's plate. Exactly, exactly. And so I love kind of the format that we're doing with the symposium because we're bringing in resources and we're covering as much as we can in this this one day of um, coming together over, you know, financial subject content matter. And so we want to hit businesses, whether they're just starting out or people are considering starting a business to those who have been in business for a you know a number of years and are looking to take their business from where it is today to the next level and so we'll start out with business startup and what does it take to start a business what are some of those critical things that you need in place we'll cover financial management and oversight um, business credit and capital for your business Business, um, investing, which we've got you and um, another wonderful person um, covering that subject matter. Um, branding will also be covered. How do you market your business? Brand it, get it out here where people know what you're doing or the great products that you offer. And then um, also some of that data analysis. What does your data tell you that supports your business and how to um, analyze that and really use that to grow your business? And then of course, scaling your business for those that are looking to really expand and um, have greater impact and optimal financial capacity for their business. So we're trying to cover quite a bit of content um, introduce people to those various subject matters and then 
have those resources available in the room. We won't have vendors per se, but each one of those session speakers have an opportunity to have their own table and really connect with those who are in the, in the room as attendees, really have something there that they can connect to, schedule an appointment, sign up for if they've got a boot camp, a workshop, a class, whatever it is. However, um, that those session speakers really um, serve their clients, people can connect and have tangible resources that they walk out the room with, that they've done something towards that next step to really get the, the, the will in motion for them. I think it's so important to to be able to set your ego aside <laughs> and yes. and and not feel that you're the only one that can do everything. And I do remember sitting down many, many years ago with a consultant and the struggling at that point, I was struggling with employees, hiring, you know, getting good employees. And I remember she looked at me and she said, you keep hiring people like you. <laughs> and she yeah. said, you are, you are the, you're the one that's going out there and, you know, and, and developing business. She said, you need to have, have more people that aren't at all like you. They have your same values, but they need to be the people who are going to do the things that you're creating. And she said, if you have people all like you in your business, you know, you won't have those people who are going to put your ideas into motion and to create the things that you're trying to create. And it was like a light went off. But of course, when I was doing all the interviewing, who do you think I'd be most comfortable with? People just like me. Yeah. Because detailed people, really detailed, like you, the, right, the right. people who are doing the accounting or who managing all my personal numbers for the business, that was that wasn't something that I was comfortable doing myself. And so I didn't lean into that. I leaned into where I was most comfortable. And that was natural. And once it was pointed out to me, I went, oh, I got that. And I could change it. The bells went off. So, you know, sometimes it's just simple things like that where somebody can see you and your business through different eyes. Yes, yes. And I think that's where coming in the room, you know, sometimes we feel like we got it all together, or sometimes we know it's just a wreck. And, you know, where do I begin? And that's where taking advantage of something like this symposium really helps us to kind of sort it all through to really hear wisdom from those who are experts in these areas that really challenge us with oh, wow, okay, I've been hiring someone like myself this whole time. <laughs> well, I'm only going to keep getting what I'm getting. You know, it's like if I keep doing the same thing, but expecting different results, it doesn't quite pan out. And we just need sometimes someone else with a different voice, a different perspective to really help us see, ah, this is the piece that may be missing, or this is the adjustment that I need to make. And really coming in and partaking of the information and the resources really enlighten us. There's some things we probably don't even consider in the way that we're managing our business or um, that we just have never even, we didn't even know was 
out there and available to support us. We're taking advantage of something like a financial symposium. If the financial area of your business is giving you the blues, <laughs> you really want to get in and find out what kind of help can I get? You know, what is it that I need? Um, and really tap into these amazing resources that we have available that day. One of the things that has been so helpful in my business and working with clients is really doing this radio show for almost 30 years because I've been able to meet people and connect with people that I really can trust. And so often people will say, well, who do I call? Who do I trust? When you go and you listen to a symposium and you hear people speaking, it resonates in your heart, in your body. This is a person that I could feel comfortable with. I can sit down and talk to that person because the only way that you're going to get the best information is if you find someone that you really trust that you can open up to and talk about the things that are difficult, the things that are you're struggling with. And again, that's always putting that ego aside and being able to say and ask for help. And nobody wants to work with someone that they're not comfortable with, but so many people do. Because they don't, they don't know. They don't know. I mean, I'll have people say, well, I've been working with them forever, but I don't even know where to change and hasn't really given me the best advice, but I'm so busy. I don't have time to find somebody new. I mean, that isn't the way to protect yourself. Absolutely. Work with people, work with people that you like and that you trust work with people that not only do they want you to be successful, but you want them to be successful too. And Julie, my daughter always says, you know, would you, would you uh, recommend your advisor to your children? Would you recommend the person you're working with to your mom, to your dad? If you, if your advisors are not referable, the people who you're working with take the time to go and find someone who you feel would be referable. That's the first clue to knowing that you're not working with the right people. Exactly. Exactly. And that's really good advice. <laughs> really good <laughs> advice. You know, and it's it, we look at it in our company as an opportunity to partner with you. We're not just looking to be on a secluded island separate from your business we want to learn your business we want to learn um as much as we can be a part um as your partner in your decision making the choices that you have and so for us it's a problem when we haven't heard from you and we can't reach you and we're calling and we're communicating because i think it's really essential that you know we're there for you we care about the success of your organization and we want to be a partner in your business as the you know, accounting support for you because the financial information really does follow vision. Money follows vision. And so any decisions you're making impacts, you know, your, your business and money has to support that. And so we want to be a part of it, not to take on the responsibility of it, but to help support you with the necessary information for you to make the best decisions regarding your business and its growth and its success. But it comes from a partnership. It comes from a great, meaningful relationship. You know, people really do understand 
being a team. Look what Marquette and everybody's doing right uh, now. Yay. <laughs> but but if that team didn't have people helping them, it it would never have ended up where it is today and being so successful. And team players change. They sure do. They, they change. Sure do. And and that's a very important part of business is I think so often, I know I have done it also in the past, you get so comfortable, but sometimes you outgrow and you've got to go to another resource or add on resources. As we've grown to over 50 employees, it's a lot different than there was when there were three of us. We do have a lot of people supporting that many people and making sure that we can provide all of the necessary and important things for our employees and for our um, clients, but you need more people. Exactly, exactly. And sometimes it, it is just that, that who you've been working with have only had capacity um, or even skill set and knowledge for where your business is today. What's needed for it to continue to grow and evolve. And so being aware of the various resources in the community that loves serving your type of business, small businesses, or nonprofit organizations. There are some people who are just designed for larger corporations, and that's what their skill set and heart is to serve. Well, who out here will get in the trenches with a small business owner? Who absolutely, that's their passion. That's their drive. That's their motivation. Identifying some of those resources are so critical because they understand what you need. They understand the lingo in which you need to hear it, you know, because sometimes that's just difficult where you're talking this <laughs> language and this speech that no one understands. It's like, can you break that down in everyday people's, you know, kind of language so that we can follow you and understand what it is that you're saying. And so finding that right resource is so important. And maybe not everyone at this symposium will be the best fit for your organization, but I believe at least one, <laughs> you and can find one that will. It'll yeah. open It'll open the door to thinking maybe differently. We're going to take a quick break, but I do remember at uh, several years ago, an attorney said to me, Karen, every decision you make in your business should be a decision that takes you closer to being able to sell it. Now, not that we want to sell our business, but he said the decision should be that that's how strong your business is, that if you needed to or wanted to, you could. You wouldn't have to say, someone say to you, oh, you got to do all these things in order to make your business saleable. You've got to do this and that. But always think in the, in the mode that I want my business to be that sound, that strong, that if I did want to, I am totally always prepared. And with that, we're going to take a break. <laughs> Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker. I'm the founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. My guest today is Cheryl McMurdy, and her phone number, I'm going to put out there for her company, is 414-751-0236. And with her firm, she's an accountant, a certified nonprofit consultant, a global financial educator, and a speaker. And she has a wonderful 
symposium coming up, and that is on April 26th from 8.30 to 3.30 at the Hilton Garden Inn in Northwest Conference Center. And I did want to spend a little bit of time, uh, Cheryl, on the idea that you are a nonprofit consultant. Because as you know, we have our radio show, which every um, every Sunday morning, we interview two nonprofits in our community. And the reason that I wanted to do that as a give back is because so often nonprofits don't have financial resources to market. Yes. And, and, and they're every nonprofit, I believe, has been started with a passion of some sort. And it's, it's like starting a business. People don't often think of it that way. But can you just give us a little bit of insight into how you work with nonprofits? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we do provide that accounting um, support to nonprofit organizations as well. Um, they, yes, nonprofit organization is either there's a, a passion um, to serve um, the community. They oftentimes um, founders and, and organizational leaders that are in that sector of um, serving um, either sees something that is missing or something that is needed um, and that they really feel like they have a way to meet that need and um, fill that void in our community and the people that they serve, whether it's children, young people, you know, the senior people, whoever they're serving, um, the usually the underserved um, communities are who nonprofit organizations seek to support. And they need that same type of financial backbone and support that a for-profit business has. Um, they need to understand the various resources that they have available to them to be able to account for them well, um, to be able to report back to their, their funders on um, the financial management of those resources, and to also build reserves and um, funding for future uh, projects and activities. And oftentimes, um, they are left being underserved and not considered um, when looking for that type of uh, financial support and financial resources. And our nonprofit community has had a lot of challenge in, um, you know, creating the resources and the capacity needed to um, provide the programming that they provide. And so looking at that and looking at ways of how we could better serve them, um, I did get a certification in nonprofit organizational assessment. So many times they're wearing a lot, the executive directors are wearing a lot of the hats in their organization as well. Um, and so really providing an assessment, looking at all areas from board development, fund development, financial capacity, um, HR management, um, and then programmatic resources are some of all of the areas of assessment that um, we can come in and provide that organization. And we're not, it's not an audit, very different. We're just assessing, here's where you are, and here are some you know, areas of 
solution or recommendations for where you are to really strengthen and fill in some of those gaps. And so that's the way that we support the nonprofit community, um, both from a financial um, back office support as well as assessment so they know here is where we are and this is how we can move forward and and really strengthen the organization to continue to fulfill the mission and to serve the community we look to serve. When you talk about this it sounds very much to me that all these nonprofits and when they start up are like startup businesses and all the things that you've been talking about, having the professionals there to support you are the same things that the nonprofits use and need. And I often think that so many nonprofits are started right in their house at their kitchen table. Absolutely. absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And they do, you know, money works the same, no matter what your the use or the purpose of it is. And so the money management, the money capacity building all flows the same way. Um, there's just sometimes the difference in um, compliancy as well as um, funding sources that really determines you know, this variation between a small business and a nonprofit, but some of those key things, they're looking to build capacity. They need to brand that organization, get the word out about what they're doing, talk about their successes as well. They're looking to scale and grow so that they can make a greater impact as well. And so the resources, the information that we have available at this symposium is not only for our small business community, but it's also for our nonprofit community as well. So for people out there listening to our conversation today, who who should be thinking about attending? Oh, who should be attending? Listen, if you want to start a business, if you want to start a nonprofit organization, if you've been in business any amount of time um, and you just need, you need more, you like more information, you don't even know if you really need it. You're just like, okay, you're talking money. This is an area where I can always grow. I can always gain support, maybe need support. Um, I'm looking to build capacity. Sign up. You need to be a part of this. <laughs> like how many financial symposiums are out there and that there is a variety of resources in the room that you can connect with, that you can personally engage with, sign up with, can possibly um, bring it on to your business to support your organization. You know, estate planning, looking at building legacy, any of these things that you're interested in, we've got it here in the room that day. So sign I up. Think I think it's important for individuals just to even take a break and pause long enough to go to something like this, because I always feel if I get one or two nuggets, something I haven't thought about, it is so worth the time invested in. Early on in our conversation, you talked about a business being something that isn't just to build a business, but it's also for you to understand that this is a piece of you that you're sharing. And when you really honor yourself and you go and you get education and you go to something like this, it really says to yourself, I'm valued. Exactly. I'm exactly. valued. 
I'm not just, I'm not the person that's the dishwasher doing everything in a business, but I'm valuing myself to make life easier. And so many people worry about things and, um, this takes some of the worry away. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to give a little bit more information and we'll see you in a soon. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker. I'm the founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. And we've been um, having a wonderful conversation with Cheryl McMurdy. And she is the president of McMurdy Financial Services. And I just, during the break, I said I saw this wonderful little um it's not really a poem. It's just a little thing. And it says, worrying is like walking around with an umbrella waiting for it to rain. (laughs) And so often as business owners, we walk around with an umbrella waiting for it to rain and and we're putting out fires all the time. Going to a symposium like this really takes away some of that worry because you have answers. Exactly. You know, when, when COVID hit, really the thought came to me, preparation is the remedy for crisis. Think, you know, a crisis isn't a crisis when you're prepared. And it's that carrying around that umbrella anticipating (laughs) the rain, instead of carrying the umbrella around, be prepared, be ready for the things that may challenge your business. Every business goes through ebbs, flows, challenges, and we have to overcome these things. And the greatest way I think to overcome challenges to do your due diligence and to be as prepared as possible. And then it leaves you um, feeling a little more equipped and armed and ready versus in panic and reactive mode. You've been proactive. And so taking the time one day, one day out of this year, just one day out of 365 and a half, and really investing in yourself, in your business, and signing up for the symposium, attending, getting as much information as possible, connecting with these resources, really positions you to be prepared, to be armed, to be ready, to be knowledgeable, to know who to call, Sometimes when things happen, we don't know who to call. We're 911 and we don't even know who's going to show up. You know, who can we call? Where can we go? At least you've made a connection with a few resources in the community that you can call when things come up, when you've got questions, when you've got challenges. And so those rainy days, you're ready to go, you know? you're ready to go you stay dry you're like ah this is nothing we'll get on the other side of this and all is well so well you know Cheryl I was talking to and I've said this on the air so many times people are probably tired of hearing it but I was talking to a psychologist um, Jack Singer and he works with athletes Um, and when I interviewed him and he's I've been interviewing him probably for 20 years I asked him, I said, so what's going on? We've been through all of this crazy stuff, the war, we've got 
the COVID, we've got interest rates, um, so many business failures. What's going on? He said, Karen, we're in a world of what ifs. What if this happens? What if that happens? When you live in a world of what if, it's you're telling yourself you can't deal with something. You're telling yourself, you're giving yourself a negative impact. But he's, I said, so what do people do? And he said, you say to yourself, what's the worst case scenario? He said, the worst case scenario rarely ever happens. And now you're telling yourself, I can deal with it. I've got people. I, yeah. If this happens, I've got people. I know this person I can call. I know that person I call. I've got the support that I need. The minute you start telling yourself what's the worst case scenario, you're giving yourself positive feedback into your ability to navigate. And I believe that this is what a symposium like this does. It gives people, it gives business owners, people who are starting startups, an idea of who's on their team, who's got my back. Right, right. A absolutely. And that I don't have to carry this burden all by myself. You know, oftentimes business owners, they quit. They just simply throw in the towel. This is too hard. This is too much. I'll yes. go back to work, you know, but if you've got your team ready to go, you know who to call. You're equipped we can do this. My guest today is Cheryl McBurdy and her phone number is 414-751-0236. The financial symposium is at the Hilton Garden Inn on April 26th from 8.30 to 3.30. And how do people sign up, Cheryl? Yes, they actually can just visit our webpage, McMurtryFinancialServices.com. Click on events. All of the information is there. They can register right there and sign up. And we've got a few spaces left and we're looking to impact at least 100 businesses. So you want to be one of at least 100 in the room that day um, to gather and gain the information you're, you're needing. Cheryl, thank you so much for being my guest today. And as always, I hope that I've made a difference in your personal and financial well-being. Remember, before we plan, before we advise, before we invest, we always listen. Have a great weekend. Bye.